crippling thoughts and dramatic mysteries, wonderful worlds of fantasy, denying love of the heart that beats within your chest, or is it just your imagination? Let's dive into a world of novels as we read books from all over, from writing and reading reviews to interviews, one-on-one sessions, and honest writing opinions. Let's keep it real on Mystical Mode. Happy St. Patrick's Day, you guys! Yes! Okay, so I know that it's not really widely spread in America, and I know it's not widely celebrated in America, and sometimes the Irish Day parades kind of tie into LGBTQ plus community, so I know St. Patrick's Day is not really a big thing, and I am not Irish, but I do love the season. One reason why I love the season without a doubt in my mind it is just because I love the folklore and I love the stories that go along with it. You cannot tell me that some of these stories do not sound interesting, fun, and just downright freaking amazing. Oh, I love St. Patrick's Day. Not to also mention I love pinching people who are now wearing green. Yeah, I'm finna catch a case. But that aside from that fact, St. Patrick's Day is so much fun and has so many good stories that go along with it. And today, instead of giving you guys a daily dose of book reviewing and my opinions and only opinions, because guess what, guys? I'm not God. I'm not the higher being of this world. If I was, though, if I was, every single anime would all have subbed and dubbed. That's my first, that's my first thing that I'm going to do as God. But aside from that, I'm not God. So, but aside from that, uh. That's a funny topic to think about. But going back into this podcast episode today, instead of reading a book review, we are actually going to be reading a really cool story. We're going to be reading a story, an Irish story, and I really, really like it. Ugh, it gives me chills from time to time. Now, you guys may not have the same opinion of this story, which is fine. It's okay. You know, everybody has their own tastes. Everybody like likes their own things. But... This is one of my favorite stories, and I cannot pronounce it properly. You guys know, like usual. But the Daka, the Dagada, the Dazga, Dazga, the Dazga's Harp. And it is an Irish legend, guys. There's also other stories that revolve around, like, Irish folklore. Like, for instance, The Children of the Lear. That, that story goes on way too long, and I know you guys don't want to stick to that. But... Out of all the stories that I have seen, the dodge, the dad, the oh god, murder me. The dad, okay, guys, don't kill. It's literally D A G D A. Da, dagda, da, dagda, dagda. Sounds like dagda. The dagda's harp. So it's one of my one of my favorite stories. There's other stories that I would love to show you guys, but sadly we do not have an hour's worth of time, nor do I have an hour's worth of patience to edit all of that. And neither does Righteous. And I I feel like my new actors that I've been admissioned in, uh, they would they would have two cents to say to me for literally giving all of that work to them. But aside from that, we're going to be reading the Dud. Oh God, murder me. The Dagda, the Dagda, the Dagda's Harp. 
such a cool little folklore. I'm really just going to get into the story because I really don't have much to say about it because you guys just got to find out for yourselves. Aside from that fact, fun fact about leprechauns, leprechauns were actually paid by fairies. Fairies were the ones who paid leprechauns in gold coins, and that is why leprechauns have little pots of gold at the, at the end of every rainbow, because they would hide them at the end of rainbows, because guess what rainbows, guess what made rainbows? Freaking fairies, bro. Freaking fairies. So fairies made rainbows to transport themselves or to transport money to leprechauns after a harsh day of work. Because guess what? Them tiny fairies can't be doing everything. They're all not built different like Maleficent. We all know that. That's freaking facts. But aside from that, that's your little daily dose of leprechaun facts for the day. Aside from that, let's get into this story as we read The Dog I'm Going to Literally Cry. The Dog Does Harp. I don't know about you, but I get tired of reading the same story over and over and over again. I just want to spice things up and really get out there. And I definitely have spiced up my reading list by adding The Silent Witness by author Kim. This story brings into a new light of Greek mythology, folklores, and just general legends. It is an amazing read that I highly recommend to anybody with a fantasy tooth who just can't wait to dig into new lining of life. So, with that in mind, read The Silent Witness and definitely, definitely enjoy. Link is in the bio. This story was read by Righteous Reaper. story, The Dagda's Harp, an Irish legend. Long ago, the two of the De Danan, supernatural beings, blonde and blue-eyed, and carrying heavy spears, came from the north to the land known as Ireland. When their king, Nuada, was injured in battle, a man called the Dagda became their new leader. Like his people, the Dagda possessed magical gifts learned in the northern lands and thought he could sometimes be oafish or silly. He was also a man with immense power and goodness. Among his many possessions were a magic club and cauldron of abundance known as Undry. This cauldron was a bottomless source of life. Even more amazing than the Undry was his magical harp. It was among Dagda's most cherished possessions. Hoon of oak and encrusted with jewels and gold, the harp held exquisite, commanding music. Simply by plucking its strings, the Dagda could create many wonders. He could put the seasons in order. When it was time to fight his enemies, the Dagda plucked the strings of the harp and every warrior was instantly ready for battle, prepared to defend their people. It wasn't only a call to battle the Dagda could play upon the harp. When his warriors returned from battle, the Dagda played his harp again. This time, the magic music soothed every wound. Men forgot their injuries and their sorrows. They let every woe vanish in the mist. As the music of healing played, the warriors thought not of suffering, but of honor, and of the love they had for their children and wives and their friends lost to battle. They remembered glory. They celebrated their king. Among the enemies of the Tutha de Danan were the Fomorians, a people far different in every way. They had settled in Ireland before the coming of the Tutha, and they had dark hair and dark eyes and carried spears of gold and bronze. The Tutha de Danan and the Fomorians naturally went to war. One day, in the midst of a great battle, the Dagda's home was left unguarded. 
When some of the Fomorian chiefs and soldiers saw this, they decided to steal the magic harp. In this way, they thought, they would conquer the Juutha Danaan. The moment they secured the harp, they knew they must run far away. So taking their wives and children along, they fled far from the battlefield. After they had traveled a long way, they came upon an abandoned banquet hall. Certain they would never be found here, they sat to celebrate their theft and to enjoy the evening. Suddenly, in the middle of their feast, the doors to the banquet hall burst open, and there stood the Dagdoth, surrounded by his warriors. The Fomorian men instantly sprang to their feet, prepared to defend their great prize. Come to me, my harp! The Dagda cried. Come to me, oak of two meadows, four square and true. Hearing its master's voice, the harp sprang from its place in the center of the banquet table and swept into the Dagda's waiting hands. Before anyone could say a word or do a thing, the Dagda swept his hand across the strings and played three long, solemn chords. The harp began to hum, and that sound reverberated in the great hallway. A wail, the magical music of tears. The sound was so piercing and sad, the women and children bent their heads and soon they were weeping so hard they could not see or stand. The men seeing their families in such despair felt their own hearts break, and they turned to comfort them. But the music had done its magic. The Fomorians reached for their spears, but before they could throw them, the Dagdas once again touched his harp, and this time the notes of the chord that rose into the air were dense with mirth, and the warriors began to laugh uncontrollably. They could not help themselves, they laughed so hard their spears fell to the floor, and they dropped their goblets of wine so that the wine spilled everywhere, staining their boots, staining the floor. They laughed until they had no strength left in their limbs, and still the chords sounded, filling the hall, filling their ears. The woman, tears still in their eyes, turned to look at their laughing husbands and began to speak. But before they could utter a word, the Dagda touched his harp once more. This time, the music that rose into the air was soft and sweet, pure and good. As beautiful as joy itself, this was the music of sleep. All the Fomorians heard this sound, and no one could resist its force. The women bowed their heads and closed their eyes and fell asleep. The children clawed into their mother's laps and curled up and slept. The men could not stay standing. They dropped into their seats and nodded off, closing their eyes one after another after another until the only sound beside the music of sleep was the sound of their snores. When the Dagda was certain the Fomorians were fast asleep and unable to move, he motioned to his warriors to depart, and they stole away, taking the harp with them, of course. Eventually, aided by the might and magic of the Dagda's harp, Tuatha de Danann prevailed, saving Ireland from death and destruction by the Fomorians. Hey guys, Mystic here. Help support the podcast with monthly donations. Reviewing novels is a highlight of my life, and I adore all of your novels and comments. Help us keep the podcast alive and to help pay our wonderful team of editors and voice actors. Till next time, catch you guys later.